got a little stuck, so it wasn't my normal sound. It was like a little baby. I know. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I had to make myself sound more manly. Is that your man voice? Yeah. Does every girl have a man voice? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I can lower my octaves, but... Depends on who I'm around. I think it just depends on if I'm singing a male character or not. <laughs> I was literally just doing that on the car over here. I was doing some Phantom of the Opera fucking shit, and I was like, Bravo! The <laughs> <And> man <laughs> And I <laughs> doing Emmy Ross's Think of Me. <laughs> oh, what my God. <laughs> You gotta play the full role, Jones. I guess so. Alright. Welcome back to Sable Talks, where deeper conversations are highly sought after, but rarely fucking explored. I'm here with my amazing co-host, Jocelyn. I'm coming at you hot. Let's go. Wow, girl just, like, stole my intro, but hey, she did pretty fucking good. <laughs> Compared to the last time you tried to do the intro and you stuttered hella fucking hard, that was pretty good. We're leaving that in. <laughs> anyway, so today, you can clearly tell we're feeling good. Um, it's the food. I needed the food. Yeah, you definitely needed the food. I needed another cup of coffee that was mixed with some mushrooms, which I love. And today, what are we talking about? The color quiz. I'm still trying to get over my intro. I sound like Oscar the fucking Grinch. <laughs> Jocelyn gives you like, hi guys, welcome back to Table Talk. I'm like, hello, welcome, how are you? <laughs> We're doing the color quiz. Um, I found this on a random post and I just had to take this quiz. And she sent it to me. Back in October. Yeah, I, when I took the quiz and Jocelyn didn't take it till March. I did not take this quiz until March when I realized, oh shit, we're probably going to talk about this and I might want to like look into it. <laughs> I might want to take this. So this one's honestly just a little bit of fun mixed with some psychology. Mm -hmm. uh, so this quiz, it determines your personality traits, your disposition based off of your color choices. Um, it kind of like reads your subconscious. Which is hella... Cool because, um, yeah, I can. When we get into mine, I'll be like, Yeah, I'm like, mind blown. This thing kind of read me like a book, yeah. And I was like, Well, damn, okay. Like, I didn't realize by picking a color, it could be so accurate. I mean, in my realm, I understand that color plays a factor, like, especially yeah. like your paint room colors and stuff. Like, yellow makes you happier. Same thing, they do that for flowers. Like, color you theory know. is really big in psychology, anyway, especially when it comes to marketing. Yeah, I think I think, like, ink splotches when I think psychology, just yeah. because of that test. But yeah. the color quiz sounded kind of interesting. So it was actually developed by Swiss astrologer and art instructor Johann Schneider. Um, it looks like he was doing several decades of research and practice, and he investigated the effects of color on the psyche. And so it was called, it was called the coloroscope, almost like a mm. horoscope, but cool. color. I like that. And so it's interesting. And they used to do it on wooden plaques, which I thought was cool to the colors, but now we have a digital version because we're in the modern age. So yep. <clears throat> how does it work, you ask? Well, you're going to choose five colors out of 25. 
Um, and then you're going to select and like alternatively choose one really pleasing color and then one least appealing color to you. And you do that for all 12. And then once you do that, you submit it and it's going to an- analyze the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. It's great. You want Fantastic. me to go first? Yeah, you can go first if you want. I'll go first. I'll, go atta- okay. I'll get attacked first. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. A defi- um, yeah, a fair warning. This quiz, if you take it, will definitely feel like it is attacking you. Attacking you. Because it is. <laughs> Essentially, it's fucking attacking your subconscious that you didn't know you were already thinking about. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like I said, I took this back in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so, usually, you can take the color quiz. They say don't take it super often because then it becomes less intuitive. I think I'd like to take it probably, like, once a year just to see around the same time to see, like, what my growth looks like. Yeah, I actually, since it had been so long for me, I went back to the link, which we will link in the show notes so you guys can take the quiz. But I started choosing different colors from what I had originally picked. Really? And I didn't realize that. Like, I put them in a different order. Oh, okay. And I think order definitely plays a role, right? It does. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, I could definitely see myself taking this quiz again, like, at a later time. Right. So <laughs> what was the first color that you chose? Well, so it first goes over my general disposition, so it says, at the present time, your behavior is characterized by your need for prosperity. And I was like, fuck yeah, I need money. <laughs> Having enough money means security for you, but also the freedom to be able to afford something that brings you joy and to be able to live in accordance on with your own ideas. Um, your attitude toward money is ambivalent. You generally think very economically and you save money where you can in order to hold on to it. At times, however, you unexpectedly spend a great deal because you also want to get something out of it. And no, I was the like, fuck, it does not. That's what yours says? That's exactly what mine freaking says. Because so does mine. No, it doesn't. Word for fucking word, bitch. But see, your first color is different. That's, that's, I'm wondering to see how curious, like, how, how close different. they are. Yeah. Because we are very similar, but we do have our differences, so, like, and especially when it comes to the colors. So I'm curious if it's the same or if it is going to be very different. Because that, your general disposition was exactly the fucking same. Well, see, I thought this one was very in line with me because at the time when I took it, I was actually, like, really trying to um, save my money, but I was getting frustrated with the fact that I wasn't able to really do anything mm-hmm. either. So I do, and I do go through periods where I spend a good amount <laughs> money so that I feel like I got something (laughs) and especially in March for me like that was very present so that's why I was like oh my god that's fucking hilarious I was looking to get a new job and I was like saving every penny so I was like no I really don't want to go back to work but I have to (laughs) so the first section it goes over is the colors that you found most pleasing and I much like my closet pinked mint green mint green was my number one color um because it's just it's right there it's It's, so pretty it is a really pretty color i will i will agree with that so this means that oh it's of great importance to me now is the objective assessment of the situation whatever you perceive people things or information you analyze it both critically and with a certain amount of skepticism because you want to be certain whether it is beneficial to you or not you are not easily misled and in line with the motto, once bitten, twice shy, you keep your distance from everyone that could damage your wallet, reputation, well-being, or peace of mind. One thing is utterly clear to you. Your present situation requires... Well, I guess I can't read that sentence. <laughs> it just cuts off because I went to screenshots. Oh! <coughs> um... 
So it says you can, like, it says, like, a, words are hard today. There's a you, you can ask yourself section underneath that. And mm-hmm. It says, do I really need to turn away from certain people and close myself off from them in order to live in peace? Won't I be more likely to find my peace by openly clarifying disagreements and searching for a satisfactory solution together with the person in question? This one, this one's very on point. I don't like anything that will damage definitely my wallet reputation or peace of mind being most important. Yeah, your peace of mind being most important. I think to answer that question, honestly, I think that sometimes it's very warranted to turn away from certain people that are causing me lack of peace. Absolutely. I think it's it's almost easier, too, because that's, like, the easiest thing. I don't want to say easiest, but it feels like when someone's, like, because you find your peace so important, it's easy for you to kind of, like, analyze some things and then really be like, okay, it's time for that to go or it's time for them to go or this situation to go. Yeah. You definitely take your time, though, to analyze that. Well, then I think that's why it's so easy for me to kind of like, we always say shut the valve off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the emotional valve goes, Arr! Yeah. <laughs> because I usually do, I, we're an overthinker, I'm an overthinker, so, you know, I've already analyzed everything and like really sat with it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, this person's bringing me more bad than good, like they Absolutely. can go. Absolutely, yep. My next color was this beautiful pastel, like, cloudy blue. And that was supposed to be my rela- my relaxing favorite pastime. When difficulties of daily life or human interaction become too much, you prefer to retreat to your favorite pastime, a quiet hobby, or into the world of your... Th- Motorcycles are everywhere. Look twice. <laughs> if you heard that in the background, my motorcycle going by. <laughs> um, a quiet hobby or into the world of your thoughts dreams and fantasies if you try to achieve the necessary balance to daily routine through a regular practice of meditation you'll find that you actually have what you're looking for inner detachedness and peace Mm. it would be also ideal if you could occasionally spend time in the great outdoors you believe a particular help in achieving the inner peace you desire is optimistic self-encouragement you can ask yourself do i pay attention to the needs of other people when I am so determined to make my dreams reality? Can I find inner peace if I get so upset when I fail? And then to get the most out of something? Again, pretty on point, on trend here. I I do prefer my inner peace. I honestly, Mm. as as long as I'm content, like, internally, I could give two shits what's going on around me. Uh, Like... I I love to stay at home with my quiet hobby of reading and watching Netflix or watching anime. And now crocheting. I need to pick it up. I lost it after COVID. Did you? Okay, that's fair. (laughs) So then my next color was another pastel because clearly I picked all the pastels first. It's a dusty pink. Okay. It's crazy. I don't think I have a dusty pink. I don't think I chose that. Well, like, you oh, had 25 colors, so you only had to pick 12. Yeah. And so, pink. <laughs> <laughs> again and again, you consciously adopted a positive inner attitude. This helps you to stand up better under the hardships of the present. You create goals, projects, or ideals for yourself that give you a boost and the hope that your life will be better and happier. You search for ways and means which allow you to enjoy life without care and to spend more time devoting 
yourself to the things that bring you joy. In order to forge ahead in good spirits, you now need to alert self-protection. I think I do definitely think follow at that my t- joy. I was like, do you think at that time, though, this, that made sense? Because you took this in October, which is, we're now, like, this coming, we're in May. Yes, I think <clears throat> it lined up. I think a lot of this lined up when I read it originally. I th- Obviously, it's been way more than six months. I lost my dad after that. Yeah, like, there's been a lot true. that's changed. I do always try to adopt a positive inner attitude, a positive outer attitude as well, because mm-hmm. I like spreading my joy mm-hmm. and whatever happiness I can give to other people. I do think that I spend a lot of time trying to follow my joy as well as spreading happiness in other people's joy. I think this is... You the- definitely do, and the reason I'm going to say yes for that is because... Whenever my mom has a new project to show you, and she, all, my mom gets so excited about all these projects she does. She's got a Cricut, and she just really enjoys designing, and the whole process, she can get a little annoyed, but who doesn't? But every time she has something to show you, you get so excited when she gets excited. So you're definitely like, oh, yeah, so when somebody else is happy, you're happy as well. <laughs> it's a good thing and a bad thing. I feel like I definitely match energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Although, that, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be right, bullshit. <laughs> Just anything bullshit. You should. I mean, a lot of people will match energies. It's mm-hmm. a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Like you can match energies on a good level and a bad level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you shouldn't match energies. You should just deal with whoever's problem. At <laughs> okay. So my next pleasing color was like this teal color. That was my first one. Oh. Yeah. So that, that's my fourth color. So okay. you picked that first. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It says, you carefully scrutinize everything that crosses your path, and you don't say yes to it until it has passed your acid test. (laughs) Definitely on point. You decidedly and resolutely fend off everything that could hinder your personal development, and you keep your distance from unpleasant people who try to manipulate, define, or influence you. The thing you have consciously planned is vigorous self-assertion. That one's 100% accurate. Absolutely. Like, if you're going to hinder me, you can go out the door. (laughs) No thanks. Yep. All right. So my fifth color that was pleasing was magenta-ish. It's like almost close to burgundy. Okay. You now want to pull out all the stops in order to achieve what you have planned. Your chances are good because if you feel something is important, you are able to show initiative, grab the opportunity spontaneously, and act with vigor. You can also display energetic efforts in personal relationships. If you love or admire someone, you are prepared to undertake quite a bit in order to win or hold on to their affections. You utilize a major portion of your powers for a thorough solution to your problem. Wow, again, I'm getting called out. I'm definitely a problem solver. Um, I've tried to stop that in the last few years because I understand that a solution isn't always what everyone else is looking for. Yeah, and I know that's something that you and I really focused on, too. Like, the, do you need advice? Do you want, you know, us, us to listen? Or do you just, you know? Yeah, and I will I will undertake a lot for the people that I care about. <clears throat> yeah, of course. All right, my last pleasing color was this, like, dark navy blue. Don't ask me why I chose that, because I really don't like navy. But it's probably because the rest of the colors were ugly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving her the weirdest look. I didn't. I thought navy blue was gonna be on your displeasing color list because you always give me your navy blue stuff. I'm surprised it's not, but hey, the other colors were grosser. Yep, that's fair. 
so you can see it is now time to get up on your hind legs. You want to carry out your plans carefully and thoroughly and not be averted from them. You take your tasks seriously and are not satisfied with half-hearted solutions or superficial answers. On the contrary, you get you try to get to the bottom of things and you seek a radical solution to your problems. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think problem solver. I yeah, I don't like half-hearted solutions. Like, I want to fix the problem, whatever it is. Even if it takes multiple steps, as long as we put the steps together. Yeah. Okay. So, now into the ugly colors I found most unpleasant. This one's like baby puke green. I can't describe it as anything else. I but literally that. called it diarrhea green. Pea, baby diarrhea green. Pea green. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. Disgusting. It's really gross. <laughs> so, at the moment, you feel most anxious due to your inhibiting limitations. Difficult circumstances limit your opportunities for experience and your freedom of actions. You feel deprived because you have to do without some of the things that would make life pleasant. You expect far too much understanding for your needs and from other people, and as a result, you often feel disappointed. <laughs> Dale. That one called you out fucking hard. <laughs> you might ask yourself how much understanding and empathy you extend to others. You would like to be freed of your unpleasant conscientiousness. Your unconscious advises you to... Don't become fixated on your expectations, either pessimistic or optimistic. Mm. Both act like a brick wall in front of your nose that blocks your view of variety of possibilities that life offers you. Optimistic expectations are not harmless. When they aren't fulfilled, frustration is great. On the other hand, negative expectations stifle every initiative, leaving you immobilized like a rabbit in the face of a snake. <laughs> I don't know about the unconscious portion, but I have high expectations and I acknowledge that and just accept that that is what it, what I'm about um, and I think that my expectations lead me to try to gain an understanding of both the other person and have them have that same understanding of me on a deeper level but I don't find that with everybody and that does become disappointing mm. like that's why I cherish my friendship with you Doss because you we we deep dive into everything. Mm-hmm. You know me inside and out. I tell you like <laughs> Yeah, everything. Yeah. We even talk about our poops sometime together. Like <laughs> Hey, I'm peeing a lot of green today. I'm like, that's cause we take our B bills. Like <laughs> these are things that like we really like talk about. Yeah, there's really not much we don't know about each other. Yeah. And so like that's the connection I like long for and what I cherish. So mm-hmm. when other people fall short of that, it does become kind of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like well, like, why can't, why do we have to have shallow, half-hearted conversations? Like you said, that you're not about that sort of stuff. I don't know. Check out my hot take on small talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's overrated. Yeah. So, I definitely see that for you, for sure. Yeah, who knew? Baby puke green. <laughs> Call had, me out. Had so much to say. All right. The next one's like a burnt orange color. It was pretty close to brown. Uh, this is the behavior of certain other people is a thorn in your side. You don't feel like putting up with just anything without objection. And because of this, you can give no guarantee you won't end up in an argument with the person in question. Your stubborn attitude could easily provoke confrontations. At the moment, your mood is somewhat gloomy to, due to your fear of rejection. Your unconscious advises you to make it a habit to empathize with and understand others to the same degree that you expect from them. You'll be amazed how happy and harmonious your relationships with others become as a result. 
so this one is good. I like that the unconscious advice because I already do this, but I don't think that it would honestly change the person that I was thinking about when I read this answer. Like, there are just some, even as empathetic as I can be, there is some type of limitation where the people that don't want to be empathized over just won't let you in. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is the thorn in my side because I want to understand you. And, like, if I can't understand you, that's just, like, a big brick wall. Yeah, and, like, I... Well, it also goes with that whole no small talk, right? Like, if I can't understand you to, like, ask those deeper questions to really get to know you even more and ask you challenging things about yourself and your life and your expectations of life, like, then, like, why are we here? Yeah, and I I think for me, I really value understanding Mm -hmm. And so, especially in an argument type of situation, what am I looking for? Either a resolution, compromise, or at least understand. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm not getting that from you, I'm definitely going to pick an argument and keep asking questions. I'm like, so what's going on? <laughs> like, why won't you tell me? <laughs> prod at you. And not, prod. not even in a bad way. Like, I don't, I'm not like, oh my God, I can't believe you won't tell me anything. Like, what yeah. the hell? It's like I just keep asking questions, like and rephrasing them in different and ways, trying to, try to, figure, to out. figure out what you're trying to tell me, so that I can get some understanding of why this came into play. Yeah. All right, these are the weirder colors. Um, this one's yellow, just straight yellow, and I don't like yellow. <laughs> I like like marigold gold, like that yellow. This was like a neon yellow almost. Yeah. This was obnoxious yellow. You often feel isolated from other people by an invisible wall. Wow, just called that. I just talked about it. You're right. (laughs) And sometimes you get the creeping feeling that even when people you like don't really love you and possibly even reject you. On the other hand, you enjoy standing out from the crowd with your willfulness, unusual views, and egocentric behavior. Mm. No. (laughs) Your distinctiveness trip does win you attention, but not the warm-hearted affection you require. You get an uneasy feeling due to your burdensome situation of suffering. I think this is the probably the one I didn't agree with the most. Um, I do isolate, obviously, from other people by the invisible wall. But I don't really struggle with worrying about if people truly love me or aren't going to accept me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a fear of rejection. You're just either going to like me or you're not. Yeah, I, I think... This 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 color in particular and what it's talking about, I think this goes back to, like, my high school days. Mm. I did have an invisible wall. I oh, so you need to heal that, like, inner teenager still, maybe? She's healed. Shut up. <laughs> She's <killing> me. <laughs> my teenager is already been healed. I dealt with that shit. Um, it's more like, cause, because it reminds me because of the standing off from the crowd, your willfulness, that type of thing. Like... Yeah, I did like standing out, but at the same time, I wanted to blend in. And so I was, like, kind of having that internal struggle with myself. Mm. I think nowadays, I definitely don't want to stand out. If anything, I just want to, like, do my job, go about my day, and worry about my own things. Yeah. I don't like attracting a bunch of attention. So I think that's why it's sitting differently with me. Okay, again, with the neons, it's, like, orange. Just straight-up orange. 
You believe people should behave correctly, considerately, and kindly towards you so that your interactions run pleasantly and without friction. Since this is frequently not the case, you often become indignant over their incorrect behavior and views or their lack of kindness. You can easily get the feeling of being someone's innocent victim and believe you have every right to be outraged. You also suffer quite a bit due to your grueling test of nerves. I mean, they ain't wrong. I was like, "Wow, they're not wrong." I honestly, because because of my past, I don't take shit from no. I I won't take shit from anybody if I feel like you were taking it out on me, unkindly or not for a valid reason. Like I you. I hurt your feelings or something like that, I will definitely call you out. And, be and like, you will stand up for yeah, yourself, Yeah, I feel like too. you're projecting. Yeah, and you'll definitely stand up for yourself. <laughs> this sounds like a lot of your inner monologue. I think you're projecting onto me your feelings. <laughs> All right, so then it's actual uh, brown. It's like chocolate brown, like milk chocolate. Your sense of well-being is negatively affected by stressful circumstances. You often feel misunderstood, unfairly treated, or left at the mercy of the unacceptable behavior of a person who is important to you. You don't want to let on that they... You don't want to let on that you are aggravated by this, and you keep your irritation to yourself. Inside you, though, the accumulated resentment strains your nerves. For this reason, you are not very emotionally resilient at this time. You assume an air of exaggerated superiority despite your distressing relationship problems. Well, now you're just getting all my business color quiz. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I was like... Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really going to say much about this one. I don't, this one is is accurate. I do keep things inside me. Like, I am an internal processor, as I've said before. I really like to figure out everything on the inside and then come to people with a problem and, like, mm-hmm. be able to work it out. Um, so... And the, I don't think that just applies to problems, though, because you're still, like, you're the internal processor for even, like, projects. Like, you won't... You won't talk about anything until you've fully resolved it for yourself and you just need a few, you you just need advice on a few things. So I don't even think this needs to be like anything that has to do with a problem, but also just like things you are working on, like any of your personal projects. Yeah. I, I think that this one is correct in the sense that I think people will assume that I have an exaggerated superiority complex because I'm just very forward and yeah. blunt about things. Like I said, I will call you out and just say, hey, you're projecting. Hey, you're, you know, you're disassociating. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I'll just be very forward. Not everyone likes that. <laughs> People definitely don't like being called out on their bullshit. And, I mean, who does, though? Honestly. Like, does anyone really like being called out on their bullshit? No, but I think you can be a little bit more understanding. And yeah. that's where I think we try to be. Yeah. All right. My last displeasing color was this pale yellow, which looking at it now, I don't see it as much of a problem. It's not <laughs> not displeasing. So, all right. It looks like at the moment you are more aware of your personal needs, worries, and problems, and this makes contact with others more difficult. Yep. Your relationship <laughs> difficulties make you all the sadder because under the current conditions, you need loving attention more than usual. It would be easier for you to get what you need if you were better able to put yourself in the other person's shoes. I agreed with everything up until the last sentence. Because I'm always in other people's fucking shoes, and I'm the first one to put myself in other people's shoes. So if I still can't understand you after all that, then... There's a communication barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fair. All right. Now that I've been personally analyzed, attacked, <laughs> I'm ready to hear yours. All right. Before we dive into mine, we're going to take a short break because I definitely have to hit the bathroom. <laughs> All right. And we're back. So now I'm going to read you guys my color quiz, which is very... Besides a few things is very different. Like the general disposition was the same. So I'm not going to put you guys through that. But I found my most pleasing color to be this teal blue. Um, and it says, of great importance to you now is alert self-protection. You carefully scrutinize everything that crosses your path. And you don't say yes to it until it passes your acid test. And I think your acid test and my acid test are very different. <laughs> Do they say the same thing for each color? I don't know, but I don't... I heard this one, but I don't think it was for this color. I did say... That one is the one that mine said for, for the this teal. color. And then it says, You decidedly and resolutely fend off everything that could hinder your personal development, and you keep your distance from unpleasant people who try to manipulate, define, or influence you. I've instilled this well into you. I, I do now. This was not something I was good about until... Probably almost a year ago. Like, a year ago, me is very different from me today. I definitely would end up being manipulated and influenced by the people around me, for sure. But the growth in the last year has put me in a oh, spot yeah. that's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and you want to manipulate me? And you? And you? Yeah, no, I'm out. Um, so, I think that's why this one and plus it's literally my favorite color like it's it's i'm almost positive that it's one of the colors in my branding as well so like it's pretty I'm close i'm surprised you didn't pick the pastel blue because that's closer to your color no i really like i really like this teal for whatever reason that was what i was attracted to at the time um but my next one is bright orange <laughs> You picked that bright orange color. I love blue and orange. They're my fucking favorite colors. Um, and it says, the thing you have consciously planned is purposeful improvement in the situation. So you need an activity, contacts, or experiences which fulfill and enrich you. You can find inspiration in anything that makes your life colorful, intense, and exciting. You demand optimum quality of life, and you work purposefully towards improving your living situation. If you wish to do this for other people as well, your efforts will be even, even more meaningful. Your optimism and ambition will spur you on to do so. <laughs> it's damn right that that's your favorite color, because that is you to a T. That is definitely me to a T, for sure. So, yeah, I, there's nothing else to say. That's me to a T. Um, that's why I think I jump from jobs like really quickly. You're always improving your, your life because I just like, don't, I don't want to be miserable wherever I'm at. I know, but you I'm also doing. move very quickly. Like your goals and stuff change consistently too. Yeah. And that's just because like, once I feel like I've gotten the maximum out of something for where I'm at. I'll move on. Because I'm like, okay, well, I've got what I could out of that. So, like, now I... Okay, that goal... If you do that with, like, everything. Like, yeah. I have that for... Uh, the same mindset for jobs. Like, you know, learn what you can, move on, move along, next one. But, like, you have that for everything in mm -hmm. your life. And that's why it's so different. And it's so cool to see on my side of things when yeah. I look at you. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem. Like, that's something that I think is a spot where I don't have a lot of fear is, like... Once I feel like I've exhausted it or it's made me happy to a point that, like, I'm content with it, I'll move on. Like, that's why sometimes I only read half a book because I'm content with it. 
and then I move on. I don't need to know the ending. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I don't. Like, and so, yeah, sometimes I'll read half a book and then I'm like, bye. <laughs> the couple's together? Great. Okay, and I still good. got 50 pages? Ooh, nope. And <laughs> yeah, like I will, I will. Cause I'm like, nope, that makes me happy. I don't need to know though that like there's some tragic ending. We're good. Or some cliffhanger for the next book. I don't want to know. <laughs> Did you like stop reading a walk to remember before she died? Oh, she I didn't, didn't die in the it. book. She didn't die in the book. Yeah. And I didn't read it. I watched the movie. Did you stop the bald. movie before? No, because I was watching with my softball team and I didn't know. And I fucking. Yeah, she actually didn't die baby. in the book. Really? They only did it for the movie, which I thought oh. was even worse. Like, ugh, good. that's sometimes why I like to read books over like watching the movies. Cause like one book that I'm like super pissed that they did not do justice is the Divergent series. Mm. The ending is in, in some of the things in the movie. I was like, that didn't uh, mm, no mm, no mm. I have all of them because I like the the books but the books did such a better justice than the movies did and I'm not a fan but anyway that's my little divergent rant okay so my next color is like a mint is the mint green and mine says the thing you now determine determinedly strive for is objective assessment of the situation Whatever you perceive, people, things, or information, you analyze it both critically and with a certain amount of skepticism. Because you want to be certain whether it is beneficial to you or not, you are not easily misled and in line with the motto, once bitten, twice shy. You keep your distance from everything that could damage your wallet, your reputation, your well-being, or your peace of mind. One thing is utterly clear to you. They must have two, like, definitions, like the negative and the positive. Yeah. As long as it's on the one of the positive. sides, you have the same. Right. Um, so my next, my next color is the navy blue <laughs> because I love navy blue. So it's like one thing is utterly clear to you. Your present situation requires a thorough solution to your problem. Uh, you can see it is now time to get up on your hind legs. You want to carry out your plans carefully and thoroughly and not be diverted from them. You take your tasks seriously and are not satisfied with half-hearted solutions or superficial answers. On the contrary, you try to get to the bottom of things and you seek a radical solution to your problems. In the face of your personal problems, you also concentrate on nurturing useful relationships. And that leads me to my next color, which is the pale pastel yellow. (laughs) Is that on the pleasing side still? Mm Mm-hmm. So due to the fact that you are stuck in a genuinely unpleasant situation, you seek contact with helpful people you hope will show you understanding and provide you with moral support. It could be that you receive the necessary encouragement, but in the end, you have to solve your personal problems yourself. Your common sense will help you in this. Um, And that was back in March? That was the beginning of March, and I was definitely... The beginning of March was definitely, like, a rough area for me, right after we took the break from the podcast, and then... I was just going through a lot of inner turmoil at the beginning of March, like before my birthday and like I was overwhelmed and like felt like I was underperforming and I couldn't find clients and like there were just, there was no money coming in and I was like, I'm stressed and I, yeah, I definitely seeked out moral support for certain. I would like drop a little bit of like what was going on to just see you know, a person's perspective or someone's advice. And I would be very clear, like, when I said what I needed to say, I'd be like, hey, I really need your advice on, and then I'd go into it. And if I just needed, I'd be like, hey, I just need you to hear me out. Or I'd be like, hey, I want your perspective on, and then give it, like, ask that. Did you get good feedback? Yeah. 
For sure. Because I'm definitely in a better spot now than I am that, than I was then. 100%. And a lot of that came from the moral support. And also, it also came from me just being able to sit with it and understand that, like, this is literally a blip in time. Like, I probably won't remember this. And I had to, like, keep that in mind. And big just, picture. Yeah, big picture. And, like, also sit with the emotion and let me, like, let myself feel overwhelmed. Let myself feel all the things I needed to feel and then just, like, move through it. Instead of, like, no, I got it. I can handle it. Everything's fine. Like, I normally am my bubbly self and I, like, really let things lie. And, you know, my spouse in particular is, like, baby, like, what's going on with you? You're just, like, not yourself. And I was, like, I'm just overwhelmed. Like, yada, yada, yada. And, like, he's, like, Okay. I got it. I'll be the bubbly one. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So, like, there was definitely a role reversal for me for a while. And, like, as much as the break was needed, was definitely needed at that time. It was, like, perfect timing. So. um, I couldn't have planned it better if I tried. Yeah. So, my next color was actually black. Oh. Um, You actually find black pleasing or unpleasing? This was pleasing. I like black. I like I like wearing black. I mean, I'm currently wearing black. And I think that comes a lot from my design aspects. Like, black and white are always colors. They're always colors on the, on the spectrum, even if it's not a color that a client's going to pick. Because if they choose a dark color, you're not going to choose this, like, obnoxiously neon color. No, you're probably going to choose fucking white. Or you're, if you choose white, you're probably going to choose fucking black. Or, like, you know, there are just some things you need black and white for. Um, so I chose black as my next one, which says... You believe that right now two things can help your intelligence and your unwavering stability. And that regardless of difficulties, criticism, or objections, you are determined not to be dissuaded under any circumstances from the things you consider to be right. The strongly driven attitude masks an inner insecurity that probably stems from the fact that your faith in a person you are close to in people in general, or in the justness of fate has been seriously shaken. Mm. That was for sure around that time. So what did you feel shaken about? I think it was my ability to actively bring in clients and bring in money on my own. That could be nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. Huge imposter syndrome. (laughs) Huge. So, yeah, I think that was definitely, that's why, like, seeing black and then reading the meaning, I was like, Oh, yeah, things feel a little dark right now. That's why I'm attracted to black. I was like, hmm, okay, makes sense. <laughs> Is that why I didn't pick black? <laughs> I think also I'm just a pastel person. I like, like, bold colors. Yeah. I mean, I love my neutrals, too, black, white, red, but, like... Yeah. I normally don't pick them out. I like fun colors. I mean, I'm wearing a freaking, like, four-color sweater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where, like, I'm definitely more suede to the more neutrals like the grays the whites the blacks the navy blues like that to me feel those feel like neutral browns like you know but it's interesting that the colors. black brought out like a, a darkening like feeling to it like mm-hmm. you said your, your nerves were like kind of shaken on that aspect yeah i'm curious to see what white is yeah i was like did i even choose white? no i didn't but now we go into my most unpleasant colors um so i chose the Baby diary green. <laughs> it's so gross. Um, Who picks that color? Why does it exist? Um, I know people like it, so I think people might 
choose that if it was like closer to like a sage, so people might kind of associate sage it to that. Green and baby puke I, is not the same. I don't <laughs> disagree, but I think if people were taking this quiz and that is their favorite color or something like that, they would probably choose this because it was closest. No, no, no. There was a chartreuse but. in there. They could have picked that. <laughs> they, there was a regular green. They could have picked that. That is baby puke green, and it will never not be baby puke green. It's gross. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so <laughs> mine says, at the moment, you feel most anxious due to your inhibiting limitations. <laughs> Difficult circumstances limit your opportunities for experience and your freedom of action. You feel deprived because you have to do without some of the things that make you, that make life pleasant. You expect far too much understanding for your needs from other people, and as a result, you often feel disappointed. You might ask yourself how much understanding and empathy you extend to others. Um, I don't think that really it was... I wasn't expecting too much of other people. It was I was expecting too much of myself. And I was also feeling deprived of life because I was living on such a tight budget and timeline for myself. I was going to say, that, that. I was curious about that because mine was more about, like, not having the money to do things I need. And yeah. Then, like, I was kind of feeling like some people weren't living up to what I was hoping for. Yeah. And it's interesting to see how the same color is all the same. But it has a totally very different, different for you. Yeah. Because you were worried about, like, you, you. Yeah. Mine was definitely, it wasn't about, like, the disappointment and the needs from other people. It was about the disappointment and needs for myself and, like, how I was letting that down. And then also, like, not being able to do the things that I wanted because one, I lacked the knowledge, and two, like, I just didn't have the funds to Not have the, the life I wanted. <laughs> I, I can't stand the people to say, like, oh, money doesn't mean anything. <laughs> or, like, money doesn't buy happiness. And I was like, it may not buy happiness, but you know what? It can fucking get me close. Yeah, yeah. It definitely gives me some fucking dopamine. It lets me, allows me to do other things that I actually enjoy. Yeah. So the next color I chose was the dark brown. Um, and it says, you would like to be free of your uncomfortable immobility. There are times at which you feel as if you were chained to people or circumstances which restrict your freedom, your personal freedom to act and move. You can get itchy when your affairs move slowly as a result or when you have to wait so long for the fulfillment of your wishes out of consideration for others. Future-oriented jobs. <laughs> Me never. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And I think, again, this didn't feel like it's chained to people. This really felt like it was chained to the fact that I was in business. I have to move slow. Otherwise, like, you'll fuck up. Like, I think anybody that knows if you move too fast in business, there's going to be problems. And I think I was so, I wanted to move so fast. And I was so disappointed by the fact that I couldn't move that fast. I try to keep you present-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think even even if you weren't like you said you're not changed to like the people or even just like a certain aspect in particular, but like overall, I think for you, you, you are just like running with the future and always thinking about that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it relates to your color, right? So then my next one was like a a a brown, a like uh, like the, the tannish brown, yeah. And it says you also feel very uneasy due to your unpleasant conscientiousness. The behavior of certain other people is a thorn in your side. You don't feel like putting up with just anything without objection. And because of this, you can give no guarantee. You won't end up in an argument with the person in question. Your stubborn attitude could easily provoke confrontation. Okay. So and this was definitely true at the beginning of March. 
So, I mean, mine was, like, a lack of understanding. How did you feel about, like, what was the thorn in your side for you? A specific relationship that I was trying to figure out where I wanted to stand on it. So, yeah, and then the next color I chose was, like, this, like, magenta burgundy color that you had said. Um, And it says, at the moment, your mood is somewhat gloomy due to your aggressive irritability. Um, which I think was definitely true because irritability. Yeah. And I, I know that like, even like I can be aggressively irritable in just like, you know, road rage is just like a simple example of that. But I know that like, there are also other aspects that like I can all of a sudden get really irritable and I'm really aggressive about like, just when things don't work out right, when, you know, something just isn't going right. And I've been working on it for fucking ever. Like I will get aggressively irritable very quickly mm-hmm. so like i recognize that like that's that's a problem we're working on it but this one says you often feel hindered by someone either because your lovely plans get crossed or because someone puts bothersome obstacles in your path criticizes you offends you or otherwise annoys you for this reason you have accumulated a great deal of resentment inside which can discourage or which can discharge in the form of unexpected aggressive reactions As long as you have not yet forgiven someone who has angered or injured you, you will not get rid of your explosive irritability. I don't say this just because, but I just want to, because it's funny. Who hurt you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I, you know, yeah, that one. It's interesting to see because the magenta color was on my most pleasing and it like, was the positive side so this is the other end the other spectrum of it mm-hmm. so did you feel like you were like pretty irritable around there or was that oh, like absolutely. a certain person or, or it, it was definitely a certain relationship but it was also like personally I was super irritable because again I wasn't getting the things that I had expectations of and like I was getting disappointed which also can cause me to get super irritable um Sure. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my next color that I chose was, like, this, like, weird yellow that was, like, a, like, pattern-y type yellow. Oh, I, yeah. like, really did not. That was just strange to me, and I, like, instantly was, like, not a fan. It was really weird because there was only, like, a couple of textured colors, and there was, like, there was, like the regular yellow. I think there was, like, a goldish yellow, and then that one with and the texture. Yeah, it's, like, a textured yellow, and... For whatever reason, it reminded me of really terrible wallpaper, and, like, I hate wallpaper, and I think it's because as a child I had to scrub wallpaper off my dad's old house with vinegar and fucking water solution and, like, a fucking scraper. That's so specific. Yeah, so I I have, like, a a true disdain for wallpaper. Like, I have told my spouse we will never have fucking wallpaper, but anyway. I think I I looked at the yellow, and I was like, it just looks like pee. (laughs) Pee puddles. (laughs) Yeah, this just gave me the disdain of, like, wallpaper, and I was like, And this one said, you're happy to give someone close to you the blame for your exhaustingly stressful situation. Um, The difficulties you are presently forced to deal with sometimes cause you distress and tax your energies. Instead of altering or leaving this situation, you heroically attempt to hold on and to act as if nothing were bothering you. In this way, you overextend yourself and become the victim of your own ambitions, ambitious need to prove how strong you are. Oof. 
Wow. Tongue out coming from my throat. <laughs> I didn't even pick that one, and that was still rough hearing it. Can you repeat the part about being a victim? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, in this way, you overextend yourself and become the victim of your own ambitious need to prove how strong you are. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. But how fucking true. Oh, man, who knows? The PP yellow is going to hit it hard. Oh, yeah. I think that that can happen to a lot of people. I feel like not just, I don't know what you were feeling during that time, but to end up becoming the victim of your own actions or, like, your own, well, good intentions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I mean, essentially, like, and that's where this to me also feels like the imposter syndrome and also the unrealistic expectations I set for myself so that's why I was like the victim of your own ambitions I was like wow yeah I think I kind of took it in a different direction like not even just the ambitions but I think we talk about on the podcast a lot of like self-growth and how self-growth is so important Mm -hmm. but I think the other side of that that is less talked about that we haven't talked about as much is like sometimes self-growth can be very destructive in itself like you're Mm -hmm. trying so hard to become that better person yeah absolutely the better you that you you end up losing it or you have you know negative intended actions or something happens and Mm -hmm. you do you become the victim of your own ambitions to to have self-growth yeah and I think shortly after this this is where I really started to struggle with like my own self-growth and I was like I I'm reading things, but, like, nothing is making sense to me. Like, I'm doing all of these, like, like self-development and reading all these articles, and, like, nothing's sitting with me. And I realized, like, how much I was trying to outgrow this uncomfortable feeling, and I was like, I gotta stop doing that. Like, it's not, it's, like, long-term, that's not gonna do me any good. So, like, once I just sat with my uncomfortable feelings and, like, really started to work on, like, okay, why do I feel this way? Like, what has been instilled in me to make me feel this way? that was the growth that I needed was more internal than this external expectation or this external answer, I guess. Um, so like once I took the time for that, things kind of started to more or less like turn around. And also, like I said, just like feeling things fully out. I think giving myself that option to really feel things out regardless of how uncomfortable they are is the, is probably the best thing I could have done. Avoidance is very easy to fall into because self-growth comes with a lot of pain and growing pains in that. Yeah, so absolutely. You kind of want to avoid it, but sometimes you just got to feel that feeling. Yeah. And, like, now, like, after feeling that feeling and more recently, like, in the last weeks, I've been just, like, I was, like, I really want to read these self-help books, but I also am also super happy and content where I'm at, and I think I want to enjoy that before I start that next area of self-growth because I know that that's also going to be, like, once I start on self-growth, it's usually, like, a long path. Like, it's usually months on end, and then I've come to the point where I'm, like, I just need to breathe. Like, I'm just, I'm content where I'm at. Like, I've just done a lot of growth. Like, I just want to enjoy the growth that I just did. Well, I think that's the the, sa- the same thing, the sentence going back to the victimhood. I think it's more like shooting yourself in the foot would be a good phrase. It's mm-hmm. like, we want the self-growth, but you probably aren't going to be in a 24-7 consistent self-growth period yeah and And I think that's also an unreal 
unrealistic expectation I had for myself. Yes, and I think that that's different from saying, like, we're always learning something. Yeah. Um, but with self-growth, it is a long, arduous process. Yeah. It's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not sunflowers and rainbows. And so you kind of get lost in trying to better yourself yeah. and, and do that. And then you're like, I'm not growing. What the heck? This isn't, you know, this isn't sitting with me right. Or I, I don't like this. Nothing's... Nothing's hitting my spot, fixing the itch, like, none of that. Yeah, nothing I'm relating to. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, like, get lost in all of that sea of, of trying to be the better person. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely think the like, not being so focused on fixing the next thing and just being happy with what you've all, the work you've already done and what's going right right now is valid. And if, like, if anyone's in that spot, just enjoy it. Eventually you'll get to a point where you're like, Eh, life's kind of meh. What can I do? Oh, I can do some self growth to like get me into the next thing I want to do. I don't. It's not. It doesn't need to be a twenty four seven thing. Yeah, I think the other. I think I want to just remind people too that self growth comes in very various forms. Mm-hmm. And while Jocelyn gets it from reading and and experiencing other people's opinions and experiences. It doesn't mean that yours is going to look like that. You yeah. know, it could be from a book. It could be from a, your own experiences. Like, my self-growth comes from all my daily experiences and just, like, really checking in with myself and being like, well, do I like that about that? What if I did this differently? And, like, I asked myself a lot of questions. So it may look different for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So then my next color, my last unpleasing color was red. Regular um, red? Just, just, yeah, just red. Um, and it says, your momentum has faded considerably due to your, uh, faint-hearted fear of failure. (laughs) Wow, like the episode we just did. (laughs) Um, and it says, at the present time, you're seriously challenged by stressful conditions. It may be job-related or interpersonal difficulties or emotional problems, which threaten to rob you of strength. You force yourself to face the challenge nonetheless, because your unswerving attitude hides the immobilizing fear that you might not make it. And as a result, it's okay. Feel, feel, Josh. (laughs) Oh, that hit different. Jocelyn's processing (laughs) something right now. So I'm just going to take a nice PSA moment. Jocelyn needs to feel what she's feeling, and I think that sometimes we're afraid to be vulnerable, especially when we're on such a public platform, like a podcast, you know, I I think I had a a bit of a struggle myself when I was talking about, like, stories about my father, and, like, after he just had passed away, and, like, I think we need to get over, like, making people feel uncomfortable about being vulnerable, whether that's a public space, Um, I think public's more common, but, like, People sometimes can't even cry in in private or feel that feeling. And I would never shy Joss away from doing that. She just needed to feel what was feeling because it obviously triggered something within her. So please take your time. I'm even if we leave a little bit of silence here, that's just what needs to happen. So please feel what you're feeling. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um. But it says, behind your unwavering attitude hides the immobilizing fear that you might not make it. And as a result, could be exposed as incompetent or even as a failure and would lose the respect of others. That was definitely what I was feeling then. And it definitely is still something present, which is why, like, 
I've bought a lot of books about imposter syndrome, about, you know, inner critic and having to handle that. And I think at one point or another, you're all going to handle your inner critic and your inner ego. And that's not something easy to do. Oh, my God. That bitch is fucking rough. Yeah. And I think an easy, like, naming it is easier and not giving it, like, a name name, but just, like, saying that that's a part of you is something you also have to accept because it is truly a part of who you are and it can be a good thing but like she's can be really mean (laughs) yeah I think in the with the inner critic I think it's always going to be there it's not something you can remove from yourself Mm -mm. like I know we talked about in the overthinking the gaining the confidence episodes we talked about like the inner monologue and Mm -hmm. how you talk to yourself matters you can talk to yourself so positively but you're still gonna have that critic the critic is supposed to be both helpful and hurtful yeah you know gonna give you like the good critiques to help you get feedback and maybe change something on a project or or do something differently but you're also gonna get that negative Mm -hmm. of like wow that looks weird why did you do it that way Mm -hmm. like and that's hard to swallow especially on your worst days you know when you're feeling it and you're already feeling fucking shitty and then your critic just goes shit like it just you, sometimes you just break down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's such a hard thing to like maneuver away from. I think if I was to give any advice for like the inner critic, take it at face value. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. you 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 at least felt it. Yeah. So whatever you she said, oh that was so fucking stupid of you. Okay, you acknowledge some point, some part of you felt like this was stupid but Mm -hmm. like what am i gaining from it yeah why am i doing this why i okay i messed up it's it happens to the best of us we know that we're learning Mm -hmm. it probably wasn't the smartest move but it doesn't mean i'm not learning i'm able to make mistakes and you kind of like have to like carve it out and then push it towards a separation of like okay my critic gave me what i needed the little push in either direction Mm -hmm. now I need to take it and run it with it myself right yeah you can't let that inner critic be the thing that runs your entire life and I think a book that I was reading that was really helpful and I definitely put down because the last section of the book didn't I was reading it and I was like I'm so lost in the section and that was where I really noticed that like I was like okay I'm not learning anything from any of my self-growth so that means to me I also need to take what I've already learned and start really applying it so one of the things they talked about was, like, giving that inner critic, like, they call their your inner critic part X. So just naming it part X and just acknowledging that it's there but not letting it overrun your life and just being able to take whatever it says, release it, well, sit with it, and then release it and let it not be so bothersome. And they gave you really tools on how to do that, which, let me tell you, some of the tools have been really helpful. <laughs> so... um I'll link it down in the, the show notes what the book was, but I found it extremely helpful in the times that I'm going through. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know we're talking specifically about the inner critic, but also take the word critic. We talk about like food critics and stuff like that. Movie critics. Yeah. A critic is just an opinion that you have. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's Mm -hmm. literally an opinion. Mm -hmm. And some food critic might think that your food is absolutely garbage, one out of five stars. And the next critic that walks in is going to say, wow, this was made with so much love and passion, and it's a five out of five. Mm -hmm. 
it's an opinion. So take that with the weight that it deserves. Absolutely. That was all your colors? That was all my colors. My red was my last one. Wow. Okay, so I thought it was really interesting that although we had picked some of the same colors on either side, some were negative, some were positive, but, like, even the ones that lined up specifically, like our mint green and Mm -hmm. our navy, although they said the same, we took totally different realities out of that and what we thought that that was about. Absolutely. Which makes sense because it is our disposition at the time that we took the test. Yeah. For sure. Do you have any thoughts about the color quiz? No, but I definitely do recommend that you guys go and take it and see, you know, what's really going on unconsciously with yourselves. You might have a journal prompt after this. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think it, I do, I did like the name of the color scope Mm. now that I've seen it because I do think that you can take and put a lot of weight into it. Or you can put a little weight into mm-hmm. it, which is kind of like horoscopes. Yeah, absolutely. Where they line up, and you're like, oh, that one's really good, and that, some of these oh, didn't. Yeah. Like, mm. It's all just word. interpretation, yeah, so absolutely. do with it what you will. But I think it definitely helps you get a little bit of like, insight as to where you might be at. Yeah, for sure. All right, you ready to take it out? Yeah, let's go. I did the intro today, baby. Go on out. Fuck, I forgot <laughs> you did the intro. All right. Uh, don't forget to follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can find us at tabletalks.podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this quiz and understand a little bit more unconsciously what's going on. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>